Do you remember when Frank Turfler called in? And he said, I know I keep saying this, but I am so glad that you are putting so much energy into GURPS. I am really enjoying following you on your journey through this system and what it's taking to master this system. You had pointed me to GURPS Lite already, and GURPS Lite maybe should be more like beginner GURPS as opposed to GURPS Lite or GURPS Basic, because it certainly still has a lot of the basic or core rule concepts And what I think of a light game, I think of something that has few rules with all of the playability of a of the of the system that it is light for. So when you said ultralight, I was very excited. As somebody who is really looking to understand new game systems and new uh, conflict resolution mechanisms I feel that GURPS is a good is a good system to look at and so when you said ultralight I thought oh this is one of my favorite things to do is to take a game and strip it down to the core of what that game is. I quickly did a search for GURPS Ultralight, and I didn't know if it was a fan-based thing or, you know, what it was, but miraculously, Google pulled it up for me, and it was a Steve Jackson Games project. So I quickly downloaded it and opened it. While I didn't read it at first, I noticed right away that it was a pocket mod format. That was exciting to think, wow, they've been able to boil down GURPS into a pocket mod. This should be interesting. And while you could call it interesting, once I started looking at the rules, I became really disappointed it was it was quite a letdown actually the rules were very they were written in a very awkward fashion and while they still used a very similar conflict resolution mechanism it still it wasn't it wasn't exactly GURPS and so I felt like they were not creating a, an ultralight version of GURPS. They were creating a GURPS simulation that they tried to squeeze into a pocket mod format. Further investigation uh, revealed that this was supposed to be an ongoing product, uh, an ongoing project, and. I could only hope that they would one day want to pick this up again and look at it. I realized that it was probably not 
a very serious project, otherwise it would have gotten done. But if it's not something that you're going to continue working on or something that you're going to take seriously, you might consider not having it at all. I believe your comment was that you could have come up with something so much better. And I agree. In fact, I'm going to make a suggestion that you and I work together to create our version of GURPS Ultralight. If you say the real life ends up your days and you don't have time to play well midlife is the best time to start a new role playing phase and you need a rescue Jay's coming at you with a rescue a role play rescue Jay's gonna help my friend let's sit down to My name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue. All right, Frank, I'm sitting down here right now and thinking about, you know, stripping GURPS back to its basics. Now, I spent a little bit of time thinking about this, and I had a little bit of a look in How to Be a GURPS GM, which is a really useful supplement. Now, there's a wonderful bit in there that just says, under the title, Rules Light or Rules Heavy, so if I can find this, it says, The GURP system is, at its core, incredibly streamlined, in most cases boiling down to roll 3D against this target number. Standard six dice dies are the only type using GURPS, okay? So those who prefer a minimum of rules can use this basic system to great effect without adding in any of the numerous options. Okay, now, one of the things that I realise is there is a very simple modifiers table for like the difficulty of tasks um, ranging from minus 10 to plus 10, okay? And that exists, if you go looking for it, um, in GURPS basic set campaigns um, on page 345, okay? And 346, it kind of goes over the page slightly. Right, so here's what I'm gonna propose for experiment number one. So we are aiming to do the following things. Well, at least the goal here, I'm kind of, I'm pitching this in my head as running Dungeons of Thrall, uh, kind of introducing this to kids and new players to go up all together. Okay, and I'm trying to think about, right, how can I run a game with a real minimum of stuff? Okay, and previously I've played around using uh, random generation, but the still same core game rules, really. Um, I'm just trying to strip it right down. Does it still GURPS? Does it still work? And then we need to sort of consider what I want to add or what you want to build up. Okay, so experiment number one, building a character. Here's what I'm proposing. So using the fourth edition of GURPS, we're going to use just the basic set rule books as a reference. Okay, now bearing in mind we're trying to use as little as possible. Secondly, we are trying to emulate a dungeon fantasy game. I'm going to keep that simple. It's the basic game structure. And as far as I'm concerned, really easy for anyone to get their head around in terms of how to play. And we're not going to bother explaining how to run a dungeon. I'm just going to keep that really simple. 
we're aiming for a rules light game and we're looking for semi-realistic. What, what I would suggest is GURPS does very well is by adding lots and lots and lots of different um, rules options, you can make the game very realistic. Um, but we're not into simulation. Neither are we, however, into cinematic play. I'm not looking for a really kind of high-octane cinematic experience. I'm looking for a practical, simple way of resolving things, especially fights. So power level. Now, how to look in the basic set. Uh, basically, an average character is supposed to be around about 50 points, okay? Somewhere, an average person is sort of, you know, that would where they sort of top out. And then 50 to to 50 to upwards, 50 points up to I think it's 75 is the top end of competent, okay? Um, now 75 onwards, you start getting into what's called exceptional. And by the way, all these terms I'm referring to from basic set page 487. So I'm going to suggest we pitch our starting character thing at 60 points. I was going to go for 75, but I actually kind of think, no, let's go for right in the middle of competent. Okay, 50 to 75 points. Bam, 60 points. What can I build with 60 points? How does that feel? And that's my experiment today. So I'm going to basically build a character using just two things. I'm going to have 60 points and I've got four stats, okay? And I'm just going to build that character using those stats and I'll see what I get. So I'm going to pause this, go do that, and then come back and talk to you. All right, Ashley, I've changed my mind. I'm going to do this with you. I'm just going to share this with you. And I'm a, this means a long message, but never mind. According to how to be a GURPS GM, attributes fall into a range, okay? And there are basic guidelines here on where they fit. So sort of 10 is average, 11, 12, above average, 13, 14, exceptional, 15, 16, amazing, 17 to 18, legendary, and 19 to 20, mythic, okay? So these are quite nice. I find these quite fun. Now, the highest you'll ever see it strongly defines an adventurer is probably 16, and above average adventurer is 13, 14. So I'm kind of thinking what kind of character I want to do. If we just go for a basic kind of fighter idea, then I probably want quite a high strength and a good dex. I'm going to be less worried about IQ. And I want my health to at least be average. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend um, my points as follows. First of all, with health, I know that health is going to affect in combat. It's going to be the thing I'm testing to see if I stay up, if I get injured. I'm going to make that um, above average at 11. That costs me 10 points. And now I want a good strength. Okay, um, above average strength is 12. Okay, 13 would be exceptional. If I'm going for a fighter, I know that I'm going to be testing my decks for hitting things and my strength is going to influence what I can carry and the damage I do. Okay, now as a fighter, I want to do some damage. So I'm going to go for exceptional strength of 13, which is going to cost me 30 points, bringing me total to 40. And that only leaves me 20 points. If I leave high Q at 10 for no points, I can spend one point on decks, making that 11, and that's my 60 points. Done. And that's just off the top of my head. There are obviously some variations around that, that I can do. So I've got strength 13, decks 11, IQ 10, health 11. And then if I just grab from my pockets my 3D6, whoops, bear with me while I grab those out. There they are. So yeah, in the, in the adventure, here's what we would be doing. We would just be testing 3D6 roll lower. So going to go to hit the monster. I need to get dex 11 or less to hit. Okay, I've rolled 9. That's a hit. Now, that would be the most basic application of GURPS 
okay? A couple of stats would come out of that. So if I uh, go to a character sheet and just use that as a reference point, bear with me while I flip pages. Character sheet, right. So I need hit points, they're equal to my strength, which makes hit points 13. My will is equal to my IQ, 10. My perception is equal to my IQ, 10. My fatigue points are equal to my health, 11. Which of those do I actually need, minimum? Well, hit points, okay? I'm gonna suggest that we might better get by without will, perception, and fatigue points. But I'm easily tempted to use them. Anyway, so if we go with the four stats on my hit points, can we play a game? I reckon we probably can. What do you reckon? Okay, so first off, I want to say, why aren't game rule books? And I may have just answered my own question. Why aren't game rule books written with teaching? the game in mind you managed in just seven minutes to teach me the core rules of GURPS and I have not been able to wrap my head around that concept for some reason in reading the 37 page quick start rules or uh, GURPS light, I think is what it is. And um, that's not to say it's probably partially my fault, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, boiling things down to its boiling things down to its simplest parts. I think is a very important part of teaching a game system to people who are not familiar with it. And if this game were presented in the same way that you just presented it to me, I think that it would have a much better reception. I find it interesting that all the ingredients are there in official GURPS published works to streamline the game into a very simplified, fast-running game, yet you have to really dig to find them. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of the 60-point buy. Is, is that the correct way to say it? But it gives a nice average character, and I think for a rules-light game, you know, one of the definitions that I got in the past when I was doing my series on what makes a rules-light game was that character creation needs to be very quick because in most of what people are used to playing as a rules light game they are very deadly games and so character death at 
low levels happens often. And therefore, it's important to be able to quickly throw together your character. And I think also, because we're looking at this as a means to introduce new players and uh, younger players to the GURPS system, you can get very, you could stall very quickly in the minutiae of character generation when you have a whole bunch of options. And so if, if it plays well, just as is, the only thing I could possibly see adding, especially in terms of skills, would be a very simple skill system. Uh, maybe uh, borrowing the skill system from Dungeon Crawl Classics, which basically says a character's zero-level occupation determines the basic skills he can use. If the player can logically role-play the connection between his occupation and a skill in the way that the character's background supports the skill in question, then his character can make what is called a trained skill check. For example, a farmer would be able to identify seeds a woodcutter could scale a wall, and a fisherman could swim an underground lake. If your character's background does not support a skill use, your character is not familiar with the activity. In this case, he makes what is called an untrained skill check. Now, I don't know if we need to go as far as untrained skill check, but I certainly like that idea of... Uh, occupation or profession giving a broad sense of skills and certain and, and that certainly fits with the rules light uh, ideal what do you think first of all thanks for uh, your positive feedback about me teaching I guess being a teacher helps. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but okay, that seven-minute clip of me rambling on, good starting point. And I'm glad that that worked for you and you wrapped your head around it. So the thing that we were discussing next really is skills. Now, I really miss having skills in the game, and I want skills in the game. Uh, what you're talking about in terms of stealing the idea from DCC is probably easiest to map onto GURPS by using cinematic skill rules. So... What we would do is we would basically have a skill which has a skill name and exclamation mark at the end of it. Um, so, for example, to use your example, woodcutter, exclamation mark. And what we would say is two different things. I guess the easiest and simplest thing to do is to say everyone has one of these skills. They can choose their profession and give an exclamation mark. We can even drop the exclamation mark, I guess, in our particular version, but whatever. And they get to roll at their stat for the relevant skill, dex or IQ generally. If they don't have a skill and it requires some kind of skill, then we invoke the standard GURPS rules. And now off the top of my head, that's if it's an easy skill, it's minus four, an average skill is minus five, and a hard skill is minus six. And we can just say you can't do very hard stuff. Ta-da! Got a simple starting point. So... Don't know what you make of that. 
the next step obviously is to go uh, one level deeper and actually pull some of the skills from GURPS and put a selection of those in front of people. Now, in my own Dungeons of Thrall campaign, I've then done random uh, skills. So I have essentially have a table they roll on and they get um, a random number of skills um, from a selected skill list. And that's the next level and next stage. So there you go. There's, there's sort of two suggestions I'm throwing out there. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I really like the uh, cinematic skills idea. Although, I mean, I think for our game, cinematic is probably a bit of a misnomer. If we were going to go the other route and have a small list of actual skills, I think that that might it might just take up some a little more space and Plus, I think if we went with the cinematic skills idea, it would be relatively easy to uh, give examples that are things that people outside of a generic system or a universal system would be accustomed to. So you could use the, the typical classes of mage or magic user you could say you know fighter or knight and those are those are terms and ideas that people are very familiar with does that make sense yeah starting with wildcard skills which is what those cinematic skills are called in GURPS is fine I think you're right in terms of starting with kind of class type titles uh you know fighter knight um cleric, the priest, whatever, that kind of thing, yeah, works for me, nice and straightforward. If we use the uh, GURPS language and we use the exclamation point um, as a marker for that, there's nothing to stop us later on introducing uh, a more detailed skill system. So I'm kind of thinking that you, you know, we're talking about layers here to start people out that very first game you know, you're talking about the things that do fit and things that don't fit a particular archetype, and you're picking one of those things. All we need to do there then is just make sure that penalties for uh, things that are outside of that are, are straightforward. GURPS uses uh, a minus four penalty for easy skills that are untrained, a minus five for average skills, a minus six for hard skills. So it seems straightforward and easy to remember a minus five penalty you know, for an average, if you don't have the skill, which I think is kind of simple to teach. You know, so you're a knight, you're fighting with your sword, you use your sword, your decks, no problem. Um, if you're a uh, farmer who's not trained in weaponry, then you're fighting that dex minus five. I think that kind of works for me. If you're a thief, you get to pick locks. If you're not, you get to pick locks at minus five. Kind of cool. What do you think? I really like that. I think that it works really well. I think we're we're building a game that is just as much for the new GURPS GM as the new GURPS player. And I think going back to the idea of layering the game so that we are building on each core principle... My suggestion is that we treat the wild card skills in much the same way as you might treat a template. 
so that we already have in mind this basic list of wildcard skills. And each wildcard skill on that list, like a template, would have a list of skills that fall under it so that you can kind of do double duty. If at some point you want to be able to upgrade your game to be more granular and include specific skills, you already have a base to work from. Okay, Frank, sounds like we agree broadly on the use of uh, wildcard skills. What you're suggesting in terms of using them as the, the names of them, if you like, as the beginnings of a template, I think that's pretty straightforward. So we just need to actually come up with those particular um, professions, I guess. Do you want to steal the ones straight out of um, Dungeon Fantasy? And also, what's next? I guess that's the big question. Yeah, I think for sure. Uh, using the ones from Dungeon Fantasy would be a great start. It has the ability to move up within GURPS as well as a familiarity across the board with the typical fantasy tropes. As far as where we go next, well, I think we should probably talk about the core resolution mechanism. 3D6, add modifiers and roll against the appropriate attribute, correct? Well, do you think that that would suffice for all rolls, all tests that um, either the GM or the players would need to make? Is that enough? Right, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to need uh, two other things that we need to introduce. So, yeah, core rule mechanism is 3d6 roll low under your stat, which is now modified. If you have skill, it's the stat, but if you don't, it's a stat minus five. So it's usually dex or IQ. Cool. What if it's an opposed roll? Well, that's easy. You do a quick contest in GURPS. So essentially, both sides roll their test, and whoever has the greater margin of success or the smallest margin of failure wins. In other words, say I roll 10 or less to succeed, and you have to roll 8 or less to succeed, and you fail by 1 and I succeed by 1, well, then I come off and win, right? But if you fail by 1 and I fail by 2, then you win. And if I succeed by 1 and you succeed by 2, hey, you still win. That's quick contest. So I think it's a pretty straightforward rule. The other thing would be damage rolls. And, of course, that's leading us in towards the combat rules. But yeah, damage rolls. Damage rolls, sorry, are like rolling dice plus adds system. So, for example, damage might be one dice, and we're talking one d six plus a bonus, say one or two or three, or minus one or two or three. Um, but much beyond that, I don't think there's a need for anything more complicated. And actually, to be honest with you, that's pretty much all there is in GURPS, apart from the reaction table. Hmm. Maybe we should give this a go. All right then, so that was the beginning of the conversation that Frank T and I have been having about GURPS and really trying to strip it down and do GURPS ultralight kind of properly. <laughs> uh, we were both hugely disappointed with ultralight. But hey, 
don't know what you make of that. I don't know if it's of any interest or use to anyone out there. But I thought really Frank and I wanted to put that out there and sort of share it. So massive thank you to Frank T, uh, Frank Turfler from Frank Turfler's or Frank T's Liner Notes podcast. Uh, you can find Frank online. Best thing to do is hit up his Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Frank T. And Frank makes gorgeous, gorgeous maps if you're into that sort of stuff for your role playing game. Other than that, I'm going to leave it there. Going to sort of see if anyone else wants to hear more from these conversations. Uh, Frank and I obviously are continuing to talk. And you might be tantalised to know that I started to draft some of that up into some notes too. Hmm, wonder where that will go to. I don't know, hey. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I hope that's of interest. And I'm really sorry if it wasn't. Game on.